Rocky Balboa is the sixth installment in the Rocky franchise and was written and directed by Sylvester Stallone and, of course, stars Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa. In my super humble opinion, this is the best movie in the franchise. This is hard to say because I vividly remember watching Rocky single-handedly beat the crap out of Russia in 1985 in Rocky IV. I never thought a cinematic masterpiece would come along to top that, but it did. The movie begins with the current heavyweight champ easily beating some chump opponent. Though there should be great celebration, he is booed out of the ring. He's never really been tested, and the fans are getting sick of watching him beat the crap out of his opponents. We then hear an alarm go off, and old man Rocky gets out of bed, moving slowly. The morning routine is familiar, but he's moving slower and seems tired. We then see him at Adrian's grave, whom we later learn died three years earlier due to ovarian cancer. Rocky was waiting for his son to show up because it was Adrian's birthday, but he never does. As Rocky and Polly are leaving the cemetery, Rocky tells Polly that time goes by fast, and the ever-optimistic Polly says, not fast enough. Rocky then goes to visit his son at his son's work, and his son seems to be embarrassed by him. He is trying to find his way in the world, but doesn't really know who he is outside of his father's shadow, and he is bitter about it. We then see Rocky at his restaurant called Adrian's. The place is filled with pictures of his career, and he spends most of his nights sharing stories of the past and taking pictures with customers. Rocky is a man past his prime and living in the past. In fact, Pauly tells him this much, as Rocky makes him tag along to all the places he took Adrian on their first date. He yells at Rocky and tells him that he can't do this anymore and says, You're living your life backwards, Rock. Where Rocky is stuck in the past not knowing how to move forward, Mason Dixon is the present but is a victim of his own success. He has never been tested and just feels frustrated and bored in his career. Dixon visits his old trainer to ask what he should do, and his trainer tells him, People like you need to be tested. Dixon needs to go through the fire, and when he does, he won't need anyone's respect because he'll have the most important kind, self-respect. ESPN then does a mock simulation on one of their shows called Then vs. Now, where they put greats of the past against the best of today to see who the best of all times is. And what do you know, they just so happened to do a mock simulation with Rocky Balboa and Mason Dixon, with Rocky getting the better of Dixon, which gets everyone chatting. What if? It also gets Rocky thinking as well. You can see in Rocky's face as he is watching the computer-generated simulation fight that he longs to be back in the ring. He longs for the challenge. He knows he has passed his prime, and he knows it's dangerous, but it's who he is. Rocky then applies for a license with the Boxing Commission, hoping to just do a few small fights. He passes all of the tests they put before him, but they tell him they're not going to give him a license. They tell him they're just looking out for his own interest, and Rocky responds that he believes they are just looking out for their own. He did everything they asked of him, and it wasn't their right to decide that for him. There is an awesome line and much needed today. Putting an old man in the ring isn't wise, but who gets to decide that?
The much bigger philosophical and cultural question is, who gets to assess safety and risk for another person? Isn't it the individual's right to determine that for themselves and not the federal government? Anyway, Rocky gives an inspiring speech, and they license him, because he's Rocky. The stage is then set for an exhibition match between Rocky and Dixon. Is it a little ridiculous? You bet. But who cares? It's Rocky. Finding out about the fight, Rocky's son shows up at his restaurant to talk some sense into him and begs him not to go through with it, telling him he is going to embarrass himself and him in the process. He says he is sick of living in his father's shadow, and this will just make it worse. We are then given the single greatest speech ever given in cinematic history. Quote, Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. End quote. And amen. After lightning strikes with this speech, and while still basking in the awesomeness of it, Rocky's son meets him at his mom's gravesite and tells his dad that he quit his job and wanted to be with his dad as he trains for the fight. We then find ourselves in the South Philly Lifting Club, where we are again given a slice of freaking awesomeness from Rocky's trainer, who then says this, quote, you know all there is to know about fighting, so there's no sense us going down that same old road again. To beat this guy, you need speed. You don't have it. And your knees can't take the pounding, so hard running is out. And you've got arthritis in your neck and calcium deposits on most of your joints. So sparring is out. So what we'll be calling on is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma. Horsepower, heavy-duty, cast-iron, pile-driving punches that will have to hurt so much they will rattle his ancestors. Every time you hit him with a shot, he'll feel like he tried kissing the express train. Yeah, let's start building some hurting bombs. End quote. To which I can only respond with, that is so freaking awesome. We are then given perhaps one of the greatest training montages ever, which alone makes this film worthy of watching at least a few times. Fast forward to the fight, which is one of the great glories of the montage. No wasted time or dialogue. Though this is just supposed to be an exhibition, both men have something to prove to themselves. And when the bell rings, they're going to. I thought they handled the fight well, Dixon obviously being the superior athlete and in his prime, but he breaks his hand in the second round, actually giving Rocky a chance. Most of the fight has cuts of Mickey and Rocky laced throughout, and it's awesome. This is Rocky's past, but it doesn't have to be left there. It's part of who he is. Also, Dixon is forced into the furnace, and will find out what he is made of if he makes it through on the other side. No one can tell you you're a man. That's something you have to go out and get. And the only way you get that is by overcoming. Before the final round, 
Dixon tells Rocky he is a crazy old man, to which Rocky responds, you'll get there. And you get the sense that the two have earned each other's respect. Dixon quickly drops Rocky, but he is Rocky Balboa. Before he gets up, we hear a voiceover. What is it you told the kid? It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And hearing it the second time almost makes it more awesome. He gets up and keeps fighting because he is Rocky Balboa and it's awesome. The fight ends and Rocky is still on his feet. Before the decision is read, he leaves the ring because this fight was never really about winning. Rocky loses the bout but not really. The movie ends with Rocky at Adrian's grave, where he says, Yo, Adrian, we did it. Does this movie pass the man test? All I want out of a movie is awesome speeches, training montages, and fights. This movie delivers in abundance. What about Christian worldview? As Christians, I think there are several things that we can take away from Rocky. The first is that of perseverance. The reason I think Rocky Balboa resonates with so many people and has become such an iconic character is because he is the consummate underdog who never gives up. This is also the reason why his speech to his son is so freaking amazing and motivating. Regardless of what life throws at him, he keeps moving forward. Not to turn this movie into a stupid cat poster, i.e. believe in yourself, but there is a sense in which you do have to believe in yourself. Rocky was a bum. He was too stupid, too small, too unorthodox, and too slow, and on and on and on. But he never stopped moving forward. Also, I am of the firm belief that if you are going to do anything of value in life, you are going to face opposition. Christians are far too easily bullied and often quit far too soon, and far too many think that if something isn't easy, it must not have God's blessing. That's a load of garbage. Don't listen to the haters. Knuckle up, grow a pair, and get after it. Another thing that we can take away from Rocky is that he is a good combination of being tough and tender. Rocky is a kind man who is regularly going out of his way to help people out, with no advantage to himself. He just genuinely wants to help people, especially the downtrodden and the outcast. This is certainly a Christian virtue. But Rocky is not a pushover. In fact, he is an absolute beast. He just has it under voluntary control. He is a tough guy, but he is not a jerk. Whenever you see him use his strength outside of the ring, it's to help women or children. Of course, Jesus is the perfect man. He was tough in all of the right ways. He rebuked all of the right people, and overturned all of the right tables, and fought all of the right fights, and yet was gracious and merciful and compassionate. He is all-powerful and all-loving. He exhibited the perfect exercise of strength and the perfect restraint of strength on the cross because of his love for his Father in heaven and for his church. He had a mission to fulfill, and nothing could stop that. He was a freight train moving in one direction. Another thing we can learn from Rocky is that he is not afraid to take risks. One of the saddest things about the church today is that she is so risk-adverse and seems to be afraid of everything. We are so afraid of failure that we almost guarantee it. Here is a cold, hard fact of life. 
you are going to fail, and you are going to fail more than you are comfortable with. The greatest lessons in life will come from what you do with your failures. Can you get back up, dust yourself off, and keep fighting? You may get knocked out, but if you never get in the ring, you're living your life backwards, and that's not how life is meant to be lived. I love this movie, and I give it an A+.